Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. I'm Kylie. And on today's episode, we talk about Shazam. Shazam. It's an acronym. Uh, I don't care. It is an acronym, Isn't it? It's the acronym for all, like, the people's powers that they have, isn't it? Yeah, it's Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Z, Zeus, A... Apollo, Achilles, and M. Medusa. See, I want to say Medusa. It's Mercury. There it is, over there. And producer Anne doing her job producing with all the information drops. I knew that because I didn't know I didn't know their names. But I was like, I know that it's an acronym because I once cared about the history of Shazam. Oh. Yeah. Do you care anymore? Well, I mean, like, I know it. Like, okay, I cared good, enough to, like, sit good. down and, like, look it up. We have a Shazam expert on the podcast that, here. no. <laughs> I don't even have a minor in Shazam. Okay. I have, I took, like, a college course. <laughs> okay. My freshman year, I took a Shazam course. Okay, and, like, uh-huh. I come back for winter break and I know everything. Great, yeah. I know the whole world. Oh, perfect. Awesome. <laughs> but you got, like, a <laughs> C-plus in the class, right? <laughs> yeah. Like... But you're not gonna tell everybody that yeah. you're you're the expert. Yeah, there 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 was a thing in the film that I was like I was like oh I know how this is gonna happen and uh-huh. I was counting on my fingers I was like this I need this is how many I need and I didn't have this many and I was like I guess I'm wrong. We're gonna get there. Oh okay, spoilers. great. Oh spoilers. Josh, okay. I knew I knew how this was gonna I knew how this was gonna go. Friends, uh, on this episode here, this is enemies. Enemies? Do you think there are enemies that are listening? Both Sith lords. Nice. Jedi. In the future. No, that took that took place in the past. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far far away. away? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Those are those are period pieces. (laughs) Yes, yes, they are indeed. Uh, we are going to eventually get to talk about the new DC film. But Kylie, you said there was something that we haven't done yet. Oh, we didn't. Oh. Oh, this ties in perfectly. Yeah. Brief history lesson. Yeah, great. It's like it's like we're Comedy Central. Yeah. Oh, and okay. This is drunk history. Oh, okay, perfect. But we're both sober. And but I'm gonna tell my do my best to try and tell the history. Can you do it as if you were drunk? No. Okay, perfect. I'm not a good actor. Although although Anne said I did a good red impersonation. I think that's true. <laughs> what? Can you? Can you also? Could you do it as Cockney Kylie? <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, so okay, yes. So back in the day, before he was called Shazam, mm-hmm. that character's name was do 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 Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. Ah, so DC's got a character called Captain Marvel. So another game player comes in to the batter's box, right? Okay, they're ready for the windup, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, our name is Marvel. Yep, it's a little confusing. Uh, so can we like have that character?" And DC went, "Nope." <laughs> And then they were like, but what about this money? And they were like, okay, so <laughs> we'll, ma- we'll make you a deal. You may have this name. However, this character is ours. And there's another piece that will spoil this film that I'm not going to get into right now. There's okay. another piece that DC ends up keeping. I don't oh, okay. know if it's changed recently, but they keep it for a while. Okay. So um, Marvel has now the namesake of... Captain Marvel. And they're like, great. What do we do with this? So they make a boring character that no one cares about. Mm -hmm. And then they make a female version, like a sidekick named Miss Marvel. 
And that's when people are like, hey, you got something here a little bit. But Captain Marvel is not important to Marvel's history until uh, man Captain Marvel dies and then uh, Carol Danvers takes over and everyone was like... Carol Danvers is original Miss Marvel? Is original Miss... Well, I don't know if she's the original one, but she's she's the most... Popular. She was the most popular. She's probably still the most popular. However, yes. um, the newer Miss Marvel also has gained a lot of popularity. Kamala Khan. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we come. We come. Here we are. Okay, great. Uh, Captain Done. Marvel finally has like some significance in Marvel branding. Great. So DC has this character, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna just name it Shazam." That's the acronym for blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> More cumbersome acronym. Shazam. Or S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know what S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know. Uh. Strategic Homeland. I gotta spell it. Intelligence E.L. Department. I don't know what E.L. are. Alright, so. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, So that's what happens. Um, And Shazam is a character in D.C. who, like, hangs around. DC also already has like a Superman-ish character and the differences between Shazam and Superman are little and like... (laughs) One has yellow on their suit and one has blue. They both have yellow. One has blue on their suit (laughs) and the other does Does not. (laughs) Um, And so like even if you look at Captain Marvel and you look at Shazam now, they have similarities in their ability, their powers, Mm -hmm. in the sense of like they shoot something out of their hands. Now hers is more spacey, Mm -hmm. and then his is like electricity. But that that was was that. I updated my 100 favorite movies list. Uh, mine is in process. It's it's a shocker. I think that people will be just really. Like it's an upsetter. All right. Do you want to save that as a tease for our for our banter in the next episode? Nope. No. We're not. There's no banter in the next episode, Josh. <laughs> we are full serious. Ah, uh, I'm not 100 percent sure that's there, <laughs> but what, what, what's your 100? I want to know now. Well, you can look on your own time. Okay, fine. Uh, you know there was one that made a run, a the one film that was originally in the 40s that made such a run to the top. I was like, this is impressive. I have... It's a dancing movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again. You, you know, the... I know that there's dance in it. Yeah, However, uh-huh. it's not a dancing film. Oh, okay, fair. Dancing Queen? What? Oh. Uh, mine also will be updated in the middle of April. I'm still working on that. But I will say, like, some like... Oof. There is some shift in happening. Not not like there's some rise and some falling, but there there might be adjustments being made to the top ten. <gasps> I know. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking at you, eternal <laughs> sunshine of the spotless mind. Whew. And I did rewatch it. So. I know, that's why yeah. I'm worried. There you go. All right. Coming soon, everybody. Anyways, but the so... reason we started talking about oh, Shazam and Captain Marvel. We gotta we gotta rank the villain. Yes, if you are Josh, not aware who's the villain? <laughs> if you are not aware, we rank the Marvel villains because that's a thing that apparently we do because people like talking about the Marvel villains. And I was not on the Captain Marvel episode, so and I don't know why they like talking about the Marvel villains. They aren't Always great. That's why they like talking about him. So, okay. Uh, so I was on the Captain Marvel episode, so here we are to talk about it now. Uh, okay, who is the Captain Marvel villain? 
Uh, spoilers for Captain Marvel if you haven't seen Captain Marvel because this is slightly uh, spoilerish conversation. Maybe skip ahead like five minutes They're if you don't want to know. not going to listen to Shazam if they haven't seen Captain Marvel already. I mean, you don't know. What if there's like some real like DC, like, or, like I gotta watch all the DCs and then I'll get to Marvel. <laughs> there's a lot of time in between them. Yeah, right. What, you've had Aquaman, now you've had like six months for... <laughs> now it's time for a new film. There you go. Alright, uh, so, spoilers for Captain Marvel coming soon, now-ish. Okay, so our options are Jude Law, Jan Rog, and Annette Benning, the Supreme Intelligence. Yes. Not greatest human of all time, Ben Mendelsohn. Whoa, 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 sorry. don't take that from Keanu. Sorry, greatest scrawl of all time, Ben Mendelsohn. Yes. Yeah, great, sorry. Greatest villain of all time. Villain actor. Yes. Ben Mendelsohn. Not playing a villain this time. Yeah. Yeah. It was shocking. I okay. Was, I was like, whoa. All right. So, who's the villain? I mean, I think I have an opinion, but I could be swayed. Okay. Josh. Yes. How do you feel about the game of chess? I like the game of chess. Okay. So, like, when you're playing chess, who is your opponent? The other player or the pieces themselves? The other player. Alright, so then Annette Benning may be the villain. Okay. <laughs> My argument was for Jude Law. Okay. Only because he's the more active person to her story. He's the direct antagonist. And um, Annette Benning's The Supreme Intelligence is that puppet mastery thing. No, chess player. Chess player, sorry. Yes, it's the chess player thing. But in the terms of the overall MCU, um, is still out there and is still kicking about. Uh, similar to Guardians 1, where we know that Ronin is there and Thanos oh, is the chess player. you're right. So I, I'm I'm oh, willing to be either one. Oh, I'm gonna let you know a secret. Okay. I don't. Care. All right, we have opposite votes. So uh, wait, no, wait, no. Let me come back. Let me come back. Okay. All right. I don't. I don't care. Okay. About either of these villains that. <laughs> yeah. Much. No. They're we could team them up together. They'd still be pretty low. Okay. Let I'm I here. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna go with you, Josh. Okay, all because right. Because Dormammu is not the villain of <laughs> Doctor Strange, because Thanos isn't the villain of other things. Dormammu, I have come to bargain. <laughs> Great, perfect. Okay, so we went with Jude Law? Yeah. Okay. Because the U.S. government's not the villain of Hulk. But maybe. Because <laughs> the U.S. government's not the villain of Iron because Man 2. Because somehow Iron Man <laughs> isn't our villain from Civil War. <laughs> Who is pretty high up on the list. Yeah, Baron Zemo? Sure, why not? Because yeah. Winter Soldier is not the villain of... Winter Soldier. <laughs> Alright, no, that is the government that time. They finally got there. <laughs> no, that, it's it's S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Alright, so Jude Law. Um, read the bottom five for me, please. Okay. Okay. From bottom up? Bottom up, yeah. Darren Cross. Ooh, okay, uh-huh. That's, that's from Ant-Man? Yeah. Okay, great. Malekith the Destroyer. Ooh, that's... Pretty out, huh? Okay. <laughs> uh, Emil Blonsky slash the Abomination. Oh, okay. Uh, Aldrich Killian. From Iron Man 3. Yes. Mm -hmm, yeah. Ivan Bonko slash, slash Whiplash. Okay. I'm getting close at that one. What's Who's above Whiplash? Mads Mikkelsen. 
In Doc Doc Strange? No, in Rogue One. Yes, in Doctor Strange. <laughs> Sorry, Ben Mendelsohn's the villain. Well, maybe Darth Vader is. Yeah, who knows? Who's the villain of Rogue One? Is it Darth Vader or is it Ben Mendelsohn? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's Diego Luna. Whoa. 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 No. Maybe he's just like standing there watching the whole it's time. It's K2SO. He, Not... betrayed, he betrayed us all. <laughs> he just watches Jen Erso the whole time, doesn't do anything, and then eventually like, it's like, hey, do you want to go on a date maybe? Okay, bye. They don't have any romantic connection. They hug each other because it's like, well, we're going to die. High wait. five. The plot of Rogue One and the Terminal are not the same? Well, Josh, okay. get away from me. <laughs> No, I'm oh, okay. not. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I got confused. No. Got confused. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm getting close to the line, although I might put Jude above Mads. Whoa. No. Okay. Here's my reason. Okay. Mads Mikkelsen is, like, he has a monologue of which I understand why he's doing what he's doing. Okay. In the way that he's like, I'm trying to purify the earth and make it better. <laughs> and in a way, I was kind of like, okay, I have a reason why. Now, Jude Law, I understand, is like, uh, because squirrels are bad. <laughs> <laughs> My reasoning is, is I think the connection to... Ah, uh, shoot, the connection. Sorry. Man, again, something I didn't care about. <laughs> I was like, the connection to Captain Marvel herself in the fact of what he represents and how he represents so much of the patriarchal system holding her down specifically and considering that I think that's what the movie is wanting to be about more than anything else that's why and I think that his theme is stronger to the film than Mads's is to that film. Alright let's do it Alright. Is that the final? What's above Mads? Hella She's kind of boring too Yeah I'd, I'd put I'd put I'd put Jude above hell up. Man, Jude, you skyrocketed up this list. Red Skull. No Red Skull. Right, Red Skull. <laughs> Red Skull at one point was the bar, yeah. and we were like, Red yeah. Skull's the bar. Yeah. No, I think Red Skull's still the bar. You can't clear the Red Skull bar. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm gonna say that a lot of the work on Red Skull is our history as a as a <laughs> Earth. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And that's that's doing a lot of the work for us. There you go. Friends. Countrymen, <laughs> lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. For the evil of men oft lie with... What? Isn't it Friends Romans? Oh, yeah, well, you didn't say that, so I just oh, kept okay. going. <laughs> I just You picked it up from right there. Oh, Friends Romans Country... What did I say? Con you just said Friends Countrymen? Oh, well... I'm not just talking to Rome Oh, here, okay. Rome. Got it. Got it. You, you <laughs> I am here to bury Caesar, though. <laughs> Friends, if you want to answer my side inquiry of the half Fortnite, which based off this question, which based off this conversation is, what'd you think of the villain in Shazam? I think that's going to be our only inquiry of the half Fortnite. I don't need another one. What? We need to just talk about Shazam. No, I know. That's Let's what I'm saying. In. No, I'm transitioning. So, no, the, no, hang on, hang on. <laughs> the inquiry is, since we talked about villains, what did you think of the villain of Shazam? Which we will talk about later, but they can answer as the inquiry of the half-squared Fortnite at friendofafriendpodcast.squaredspace.com at Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave us a five-star review or any star review as well as hit that subscribe button. Oh. And... oh. <laughs> oh I can't good. do a lightning sound. It was good. It was a good solid one. Also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast. And now on with the show. Okay. Here to talk about our spoiler-free review of Shazam for a little bit. And then we'll get into the spoiler section. 
Kylie, we start as we always do with new releases. Expectations. Hmm. I saw him flossing in a trailer and okay. I went, huh. <laughs> I want you to know. I want you to know that when people still say flossing, my brain doesn't go to the dumb dance. My brain goes to the actual act of flossing. This is just. Children are more likely to do the dance than the action of flossing their teeth. And that's why fair. it has permeated our no, culture No, fair. More. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think that the dance of the floss has helped children learn to floss? No. Okay, great. I, I think it's helped them learn how to do the floss dance. I can't do it. My body doesn't work like that. <laughs> like, I can't get my hips to go with the right way. Like, I was teaching a class. Josh, I'm going to tell you, I don't want to have a floss conversation. Okay. Well, I was just... Uh, it's fine. I'll, I'll <laughs> tell everybody later. No worries. Uh, okay, great. Sorry. We, we have time next episode because I got about three sentences for our next episode. That's okay. After watching Shazam, I got plenty of thoughts on how it connects to the, our next episode. Get away from me. I, there's a better place to put the next movie and it's called The Middle of May. <laughs> What's in the middle of May? Aladdin. And so we could have done that instead. <laughs> well, we watched this film. It's weird that... Same movie. <laughs> oh, we also watched the DuckTales movie, and it's the same movie. Yeah, I need... I, okay, we'll get there. Okay. Okay, yeah. so... Okay, so my expectations. Yes. Um, I was really worried. Okay, no, I actually have... I actually have a, I actually have a story about this. Okay. Okay. So, Josh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking for his name. So David F. Sandberg. Okay. So David F. Sandberg is the director of this. Okay. Now David F. Sandberg um, is more well known for his two horror films. I think that they're his only like um, full theatrical release uh, movies, which okay. are the films Lights Out and Annabelle Creation. Okay. Okay. We're gonna get to my experiences. Yes. Sorry, finish your sentence and then I had a question. Well, just ask your question now. Is Lights Out the one we saw where they're in the house and the old man's trying to kill them? That's Don't Breathe. Oh, okay, sorry. Lights Out is where... I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk, I'm gonna talk sorry, openly yeah, yeah, about yeah. my exp my, uh, my feelings towards the film Lights Out. And just how I interpret it. And if other people have other interpretations, that is all fine and dandy. This is what I took from it. And this is why I have a problem with the film. The film is about when the lights go out, there's this evil monster creature that goes and kills people. Okay. Okay. Um, and what it is, is it's this film about a mother and a daughter and maybe like a grandchild. Uh, it's got Teresa Palmer and Maria Bello, and Maria's Bello, the monster is, uh, Maria Bello's is the manifest, the monster is Maria Bello's manifestation of her depression. And so essentially in the film, her depression is going and harming people. Okay. It's going and uh, killing those that she loves around her. So, spoilers for this film, Maria Bello, to stop hurting people with her depression, commits suicide. Yikes. Now, if, if you if you argue that the, the monster isn't a representation of her depression, I'd be open to listen to it, but you better buckle up with some counterpoints, because I'm going to bury you in the ground. Yeah. Um, so, problems with that film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, David F. Sandberg, he is... 
He gets this film out because of a certain James Wan. Does he also write it? I'm pretty sure he writes it also. Okay. Because this is based off of his a short film that he had. Got it. Uh, James Wan sees it. He's like, I once made a short film. And then he's like, <laughs> let me go ahead and make this film. Uh, let me go ahead and help you produce this film. So he goes, he makes this film, makes money. He gets another film. James Wan is like, hey, want to do Annabelle Creation? And James, and he's like, oh, okay. And so then I see Annabelle Creation, not realizing it's David F. Sandberg, because any modern day horror film that is slightly not trash, who I don't know the director, I associate with Mike Flanagan. Yeah. Mike Flanagan directed it. Yeah, Mike Flanagan. It wasn't directed by Mike Flanagan. I did like Annabelle Creation. Okay. So then... Confirmed did write Lights Out. Yes. Yes. Next comes along a, a little ditty called Shazam. And I'm like, David F. Sandberg has not been known for his comedy. Surprisingly, both of those films not very not very funny. What? Um, what? <laughs> no, and I'm not saying that if you only make horror, you can't go on to make other things. I think that it's actually interesting. I made this comparison with uh, Sylvana where I was like, the last three films in the DC universe, not counting Justice League, mm -hmm. is Wonder Woman, directed by Patty Jenkins, who Patty Jenkins, not a full-on horror, maybe more of a thriller drama, but Monster itself has some of those elements, some of mm -hmm. those more tense elements, closer to horror um, than, like, also, like, Zach, what, what's his Zach? Snyder. Snack Snyder. He even has a background in mm -hmm. And in if you horror. really want to take Joss Whedon back Joss to his, Whedon. his roots, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, Maybe and or the television series is rooted in horror. Is that the issue with the DC universe? But then James Wan, who I understand that we also have Fast and Furious number Furious 7, seven. Yeah. uh... That is also, he comes from a horror background. And then we get David F. Sandberg, who comes from a horror background. Patty Jenkins is the furthest removed from it. Yeah. But, however, there is somewhat of a connection with these people. And Zack Snyder is not purely a horror person. Right. However, his most successful movie, in my opinion... Is Dawn of the Dead. Is Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. I wonder if part of that is because within the system of Hollywood today, and I was even complaining about this to you earlier when I was like, I feel like all this year that we've seen are superhero movies, animated movies, and horror movies. And I feel that a lot of studios are sticking with those three genres right now, and there's a large amount of content coming out in those genres because they are the ones to make the easily the most successful. You could do a good superhero film, you're going to make a lot of money. Animated film, people want to go see movies. Horror, you make it on the cheap, and then it just makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering something like science fiction yeah. is not even something like Annihilation, which is sci-fi action yeah. horror. Well, and even if you look outside of genre, if you mm -hmm. just go straight comedy, you just go straight drama, those films aren't making as much in the box office as they used to. So therefore the return rate is much smaller. So I'm wondering if because the more successful genre, uh, live action um, directors are coming out of the horror genre, if that might be why we see more of those directors transitioning into mainstream film. Mm -hmm. Just a thought. Yeah, I, 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 find a, I find it interesting, but also, like, even Marvel does this in some way, where it's like, you get the indie director who makes a successful yes. indie, and then they get the superhero film, and you're yeah, like, okay. Yeah, because and Fleck, who did Captain mm -hmm. Marvel, are indie directors. Yeah, so. and like, James Gunn mm -hmm. did a lot of smaller films for a quite a while. Uh, Ryan Coogler had even, it in Fruitvale Station before yeah. he did Creed and Black Panther. Yeah. 
Taika Waititi for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, it's they they each seem to have their their pool of people that they like to pull from, and I'm wondering if it's in a little bit of ways that what though I don't care for most of the DCEU's visual style. I think they put visual stylings ahead of character and story, and I think that Disney and Marvel put character and story ahead of visual styling. And and I wonder if also, like, these horror directors, because they're used to working within a budget that is smaller, yes. it feels... Control is the word I am going to use, right. but I don't want it to sound so bad. No, yeah. But it's easier to control that director yeah. because they're already used to working within that system in some way. Well, and this brings me a little bit to what I was thinking about. That was, So I watched the trailer for Joker, finally. Uh, the Joaquin Phoenix hey, Joker movie. Spoilers. I'm going to fight tooth and nail that we don't talk about that movie. Uh, why would we not talk about the <laughs> remake of You Were Never Really Here? Um, it's pretty much call, what it call is. Me, call yeah, me. yeah, Kylie. I don't, yeah. don't want to. It's fine. We don't have to. Um, <laughs> the only thing I will say about it is, it looks as if. So to me, that film looks as if it's inspired by not only films like you were never really here, but films films like Scorsese's Taxi Driver and more specifically The King of Comedy. And I'm wondering if it's through. Since we don't have this mid-tier budget anymore for adult drama, now the way to get those through are through this guise of superhero film. We've heard this for many, many, many moons, that superhero films can be other things. And I do think this is just another step in seeing that. And I also think within the DCEU, to put that in there, is they, I think, are trying to be other things besides superhero movies, just as everything else is. It's the way that we're trying to get variety that I think the creators are trying to get variety, and therefore the creators are trying to take back some of that control from the studio in order to say a little bit more with their superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Now, so my thought, my expectations, expectations uh, was worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I don't want to just be like, David F. Sandberg is a bad person because I didn't like Lights Out. Well, and... I just think that... And having not seen the film, and I don't necessarily want to stand up for him in any way, shape, or form, because I, do, I think that what what described to me as what lies out is, that's, that's, not, that's not good. That's not right. That's not a healthy interpretation of what depression is and depression moving forward. I wonder if maybe it is based in some form of personal um, connection to depression in some way, shape, or form, and I, that's a feeling that he has about it. I do think it is. Yeah. Um... But, <laughs> but also that's not a healthy way to. to yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 so like, I, I he, did he write this? Shazam, no, no. Okay. Um. So like when it, also when it wasn't like he didn't direct it, I was like okay. But I was like a little bit like. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not so sure. The trailers came out. I thought it was a joke. Yeah. I did not. I thought this was like. <laughs> We got you. We Rick rolled you. We shazammed you. I thought that was gonna be the new thing. We were gonna get to get to the theater, and it was just gonna be like surprise. Here's Aquaman again. That's like, my theory on Endgame. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's gonna shock us. <laughs> we're gonna sit down, and it's not gonna be Endgame. Uh, all right. Um, my expectations were pretty low for this movie. I never, the trailers never engaged me in any interesting sort of way. The trailers made me more interested because I was like, you don't seem to be taking, 
yeah. further down yeah. the line. I was like, you don't seem to be taking this seriously. Yeah, and I think that's a good tone and a good balance mm-hmm. for the DCEU to strike because they've went so far in one direction that I think they have to come back. They have to have some fun. And it's really nice that they're using characters like Aquaman and Shazam who are sillier characters in their canon to help lighten up the universe because frankly you've kind of ruined Superman and Batman at this moment you need to let them sit alone in a corner by themselves let us forget them let us want to have them come back (laughs) so my expectations for this movie were that it was going to be dumb it might be fun Zachary Levi's gonna have a good time it's not John Cena it's not John Cena very sad about it not The Rock very sad about it didn't care otherwise. But wasn't... Okay, didn't, like... The Rock, it seems to me, willed this into existence, because he was like, no, I'm gonna play Black Adam. Yeah. Um, which we can maybe talk... I don't know if we'll talk... Black Adam's, like, the... He's the arch nemesis. Is Black Adam the Mark Strong character? No. Okay, perfect. Mm -mm. Okay. No, because, like... uh, No. Because, like... The Rock was... The Rock is an executive producer on this. Or a producer. One of them. Yeah. But, like... It almost, he willed this into, to me, this movie felt like it was made to, like, please him. Well, because he still wants the Black Adam movie, uh-huh. and I think that if this movie does well, he'll get it, and then they'll they'll cross over into the, the, the Shazam Black Adam fight of the century. Sure, cool. Uh, yeah, great. So, as for actually sitting down to watch the movie itself, um... It's like cotton candy for me. Maybe it's more like popcorn. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoy it. It's not... I'm not getting much substance yeah. out of it. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, it's like, I kind of want a steak. Uh, one of my students asked me what my opinion... What my spoiler-free opinion was, and all they wanted to know was, like, a thumb rating. And the thumb rating being, like, up, down, where it is. And mine was right here. Solid in the middle. Like, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It, it existed in the universe. I had a fun time. I had a fun time, sure-ish. I kind of felt like it drug a lot at times. And I... It's... It was long. It's a two-hour and 12-minute movie. And easily, there are 12 minutes you could have cut out of this movie. And I'm not saying that it has to be under two hours. But if this movie was a brisk... Hour 30. Hour 30, hour 45, I think it would have felt a lot better about things. And and yes, I realize that the things that you're going to lose are actually my favorite bits of this movie, which are the small character bits between characters and the relationship of the family that is set up here. But cut some of this fight sequence. Like the, the Most of these fight sequences felt interminably long, and I did not care about them. And... Because of that, that really drug the movie down for me. And I I never felt like there was any sort of... Not that life and death are the stakes, but I never felt like there was any real stakes to this movie. I always felt like we were going to kind of plot along and we were going to learn some lessons. We're going to figure out our superpowers. We're going to, you know, defeat the bad guy. And we're going to like... Shazam! And we'd be done. And that's pretty much what we did. So, good job. And it is... I don't want to belittle that feat because, frankly, putting together an average movie is a feat. Like, it's an achievement all on its own. But it's all it is. Like, good job. It's popcorn. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't... Would... Would watch again if it was on. Like, literally, when I was ranking it in my... In my, um... 
in my year-long rankings, I was like, huh, I guess I'd put it in over Dumbo. Okay, right there. Is this the new bar? <laughs> it's the, yeah, this is the, the Red it Skull. It was the bar for me for a very long time in 2017. It, the it, film. It, yes. Also yeah. starring Jack something mm, Grazer. Kid, yeah. Jack Dylan Grazer. Mobby-haired kid. Young Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, great. Least favorite of the Foster family. <laughs> Throw, sorry, sorry. Is it too? Is that too hot of a take? No. Okay, great, perfect. Liked everybody else way above that kid. What was wrong with him? Per, per. Sorry, sorry, child. You're a child, and I get that you're a child. Performance. Mm-hmm. Performance. I don't think that this movie's acted very well, and I. I also don't think this movie is directed very well. I think it's pretty slapdash put together at times, and the elements that do work, I feel, come straight from the script and maybe the source material. I don't know about that. But that kid's performance in particular was grating at times. And I'm like, if he's a kid, and he, just because he's a nerdy kid doesn't mean that he has to be all uh, with the things and the excitement and the, and the, ha! And I'm like, yeah, great, perfect. Like, just be a kid, man. Also, not the worst performance in the movie. That goes to Mark Strong's assistant, who dies real early. Spoilers. Sorry, everybody. I didn't mind his performance. The kids? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't, I... To be honest, I didn't mind any, well, kind of Zach Levi's performance. I was a little bit meh, but, um, there were just, like, I, I, I was pretty much just, like, okay with everything that happened. Something about this that I was a little bit, like, meh about was that it doesn't feel like Billy Batson and Shazam are the same person on the inside. Agreed. And and part of that, uh, uh, the argument that can be made is that when Billy Batson is human form, mm-hmm. like, he's got to put on the facade of, like, being cool and not caring and blah, blah, blah. But when he's in Shazam form, Shazam, he's, like, invincible, so, like, and it, he's not him, he's someone else that he can put on a little bit more of a caricature but there just wasn't something about their performances their characterizations that matched up very well for me and i have a feeling that zachary levi was like this is what i'm going to do and asher angel was like this is what i can do yep and david f sandberg did not push them to so you know what uh zachary levi doesn't have range Zachary Levi does what Zachary Levi does. It's fine. It, it It's not really... Like, he. you are correct, I think, in a lot of ways. That, like, Asher Angel being the younger kid was doing what he could do. And, and I'm not saying... I don't try to belittle children actors because, like, I think that they can do wonderful, amazing things. But a lot of times they're limited in what they can do because they're still learning the craft. You know, they're children in that way. Whereas adults, where somebody like The Expectation, I think, can be, hey, Zachary Levi, you need to watch what this kid's doing and make your performance match that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Zachary Levi is and, able at, you know. And even if he wants to become this more bo- big, bombastic character, that's fine, but he needs to at least start at the same place as Asher Angel and then yeah. show that Asher yeah. Angel is growing. Is, Billy Batson is what I yeah, should sorry. say. Yeah, yeah. If, a, A, and B, B. Ooh, Asher Angel might be a comic book character. Asher Angel, Billy Batson, Zachary Levi? No. Oh, 
Oh, Anyways, that uh, he's building that confidence to be a little bit more bombastic. Because what I said to Sylvana was like, I would never in a million years believe that child Billy Batson would ever floss. Yeah, no, not at all. Never. Never, never. I don't believe child Billy Batson would do anything, really. He also was a very, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a foster kid. I've been through the system a little bit. Like, this, to me, okay, this movie feels like either a really long CW episode of a superhero television show or the best version of a 2003 to 2005 era superhero movie. Oh, that's a good, that's a good. Like, those are, this is what this movie lives in between. Mm-hmm. And the performances and the story and the characters and the caricatures are all in that same world. Yeah. Uh, this film, the film is middling. Yeah. But... Can I can I say something? Yes. At this point with DC, you <laughs> passing grade. It's passing grade. <laughs> it's passing grade there, DC. You got you D- got three You gotta now. work really hard to pass this semester <laughs> with all those Fs you occurred at the beginning, but Okay, but yes. Okay, fair. But also, don't you kinda just feel bad for him so you're like, oh no. effort was effort is here. Here's C, C plus. Minus. <laughs> The the film itself, I was just like, I had a good time. I laughed at some things. As someone who cares about the foster foster home situ, uh, system, I thought, oh my gosh. And I know we just had instant family. Another mm-hmm. more positive representation. We yeah. brought this up in our first match. Like, is there very many representation? Yeah. The answer was, not really. And now we've got at least two more mm-hmm. to add to that, which I very much appreciate. That was one of the elements that I did really like about this film was that the family element and that the actual arc of the character is not necessarily the typical, I need to find myself, but I need to find myself within a family mm-hmm. and accepting who are around me as my family. And I really like that. I love... I love the way that the foster family is portrayed in the sense of uh, um, the the parents themselves are former foster children. So it makes sense why they have a home full of foster children. And it's like kind of their, their mission is to help give them a good place to be. And they're very caring parents. And while, again, I think they're, the performances themselves are a little over the top at times, it fits the tone of the movie. And the fact that the foster children in the family become important to the plot of this movie and i'm i really appreciate that um i appreciate that that's what the film is and wants to be about is that connection and so that's something that i do really enjoy i think in the opposite side of that we see the mark strong character whose name is Thaddeus, I want to say? Thad? I'm pretty sure that's his brother. Is it? Okay. Well, Mark Strong. Uh, frankly, the most inspired scene of the movie, for me, the one where I was like, oh. Oh, are we? You are so right. Uh, is his name Thad? Yeah. Look at that. Are we Are we on board for some Aquaman level? Like, just, we're going to change cinema again, here we go? No, we weren't. But we had one scene where it was kind of there. 
And that was the opening scene in the car, where Do You Hear What I Hear by Bing Crosby, the Christmas jam, is playing, and, like, we were jumping back and forth between, like, weird wizard land and the car, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, we're, like, sideswiped and, like, slow motion, and then, then the Christmas music's blaring, and I was like, ooh... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna be bonkers. We're just gonna go. And then it was like, oh, whoa, 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 we're going too fast. A little too bonkers. And we just slowed down to be an average fine movie. But like, oh man, we were so close, so close to just going off the rails crazy. Which somehow I would have enjoyed more. Spoilers? Sure. Should we do spoilers? All right. Spoilers! 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 We're gonna spoil the movie now. Spoilers! It's spoiler time. If you don't want to know, turn it off your podcast right now. Spoilers! 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 I needed six foster children. Is oh. what I said to Sylvana. Okay. I need six. Okay. I need six more other than Billy Batson. Okay. I only had five, and throughout the film, I was worried that my theory was incorrect. We're gonna get there. Okay, so Jaimon Hunsu, around him, there's six thrones, and you're like, okay, well, we need six other people to fill in the Power Ranger squad so that we can fight the bad guy. So there's seven in total, right? Well, sure. Or is there six including Jaimons? S-H-A-Z-A-M. <laughs> there's seven. Okay. Because Shazam, so each of them, each of them gets one of the letters. Each right. of them gets one of the powers. Yes. Shazam has all of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> kind of. Um, Ooh. so with it, I was like, oh, I don't have six foster children. Cause I was like, the brothers and sisters mm-hmm. will like, they'll, they'll become the new Shazam, the new Marvel family as uh-huh. it is called. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's still called that. Uh-huh. Um, but was that the element that they kept? I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still called the Marvel family. Okay. Uh, because they're marvelous. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. uh, so all the the his his foster brothers and sisters uh, get his power also, and then they fight the seven deadly sins because also you you need the you need the seven holy virtue to fight the seven deadly sins. That was another thing, and I was like, so I yeah. need seven people here, and I didn't get seven. Well, you ended up with eight on one side and six on the other. <laughs> Because there's seven inside Mark Strong yeah. and Mark Strong. And he's just a human. Oh, okay. Once you get rid of the seven, unite the seven. <gasps> they finally united the seven! They did it. High five! We did it, everybody. We united the seven. Okay. The seven deadly sins. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. Um. So we unite the seven deadly sins. Everyone's all happy and great and cool. Uh, we kill them and then it's over with and you're like, wow, now they have superpowers. Yeah. And then Superman shows up, but it's, it's no one's face and I cheered. I was like, ooh, this is the ghost to put on top. <laughs> it's, it's still... It's so ham-fisted. It's, it's still, though, Henry Cavill Superman because that superhero suit is dark colors. Josh, we can't just, like, suddenly erase it. Why? This kid is too busy not. talking about how everything has happened. Yes. Um... I like the foster family element, and I was glad that came out. That did surprise me again. I don't didn't know anything about Shazam, so like I didn't know there was. I assumed that more people could have the powers of Shazam, but I didn't think we'd get it in this movie. I was really excited when it became his foster family because I think that it was very strategic, but also didn't seem ham-fisted that he had a very diverse family and that means that within this movie we're getting representations of heroes of a lot of different diversities which 
I find to be very refreshing and very wonderful. And that and and, and so I I love that aspect of this movie. I also love the aspect that it's taking the idea that anybody can be a superhero and really extrapolating upon that. I don't think it does it as well as into the, uh, Spider-verse. Into the Spider-Verse, but I like that that idea is being doubled down again on here. Um, I don't know the character's name. I don't even know the actor's name, but the kid that plays Evan on Fresh Off the Boat is in this movie, and I like him a lot. He's the video game kid. Uh, he's... I think his name is Eugene. I'm pretty sure his name is Ivan. He's going to be on A Dog's Purpose a dog's purpose 2. Great, on board. I'll see that movie now. Okay. Yep. I um... like that kid a lot. <laughs> He's great on Fresh Off the Boat. Wasn't given a lot to do here, but was good. Um, what did you think of my favorite kid performance uh, in the movie was the little girl. Um, Zara. 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 What'd you think? Fun. Yeah. I think I'm bogged down in performances because I don't think this... To, frankly, in any other thing about this movie, like, I guess we could talk about the plot a little bit since we're in spoilers, but, like, I don't, this movie's not very well directed. It's not put together very well. It's not shot, interestingly, at all like you would and except for the very iconic uh locations in philadelphia there's no reason this movie feels or looks like a philadelphia movie in any way shape or form that has to look or feel in any specific way this just feels really bland and i david s sandberg like i don't have any connection to you and my first thought was this movie's poorly directed so like you didn't do much with what you were given friend and also that i think that's why everybody's all over the place uh plot of the movie i don't know mark strong trying to kill shazam that's it like there's not much to spoil in this movie really yeah um the sixth the sixth the last the last the last oh yes uh uh-huh my theory yeah black adam it's black adam okay we haven't introduced him yet but it's gonna be a black adam like Uh esque reason as to why we haven't filled the last seat ah there we go my theory my theories are over with i don't care anymore it's not just like foster dad comes in one day and is like what's this in your room shazam and he turns into jamon hansu no he turned into Dwayne the rock johnson oh well fair enough (laughs) (laughs) i mean fair (laughs) i thought i thought that was the point we were making we're getting to black adam oh sorry i was just bringing it back to you know, Jamon. Um, it, I didn't find this movie as funny as I thought. I did laugh. It definitely was. You asked me if it worked as a comedy. Kind of. Sure. Sure. Yeah. People were enjoying it. Um, I asked you the very important question of, is it a Christmas film? Nope. Nope. Oh, no. You went with no. Okay. I know it doesn't matter, but it's just... I, the thing is, like, it like it didn't need to take place during Christmas. It could have taken place during anything, and it would have been a, the same movie. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I do think that they use the elements of Christmas here enough to help build the story. In that sense of... Christmas movies, for me, have to be tied to about finding family, and that's what this movie is about. The holiday itself is referenced a couple times over um, in the sense of, like, it's a special time of season that we're dealing with. There's the wreath that is, a, that like, is it gets, like, a hero shot at one moment of, like, oh, our family wreath. Like, and, and then, you know, of course, Santa Claus is a, is a predominant character in our movie. So, I mean, Christmas movie? No. 
This could have taken place on Valentine's Day. It could have been taking place on Arbor Day. But, but it didn't. He doesn't find family because of the Christmas season. He finds it because, like, of other reasons. Oh, good. I'm glad we're on board that it's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> but if people want to make it a Christmas movie, I don't... <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm stuck in a rut because I don't care. But when you ask me this question, I need to support my answer. It's true. It's very good. No, yeah. I you've you've actually you, you did well. You, you got me to come around, yeah. <laughs> Alright everyone. Do you have any final thoughts? Um It's fine. I don't Yeah, it's fine. Uh it's my third uh, third highest DCEU movie. You get a few more C's, you might pass the, you might pass my yeah, class. There you go. There you go. Less D's, more C's, DC. Um, I gave it two and a half stars, is what I'm probably gonna give it. Um, I will probably give it three, as that is what I have been giving films recently. There you go. It will be on the same level as Something's Gotta Give. Oh, there you go. A little ditty. About Jack and Dumbo. Did you like this more or less than Dumbo? More. More. Good. There we go. Oh, great. Uh, name child actors. Asher Angel. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. Oh, I forgot this kid's name already. Uh, uh, Abigail Breslin. Dakota Fanning. Elle Fanning. Oh, um, Alexander Wolf. I'm trying to think of the E.T. little girl. Drew Barrymore. Yeah, she's a famous person now. <laughs> Does Alexander Wolf count? Was he a child actor? Yeah, he was in the Naked Brothers band. Gosh, Josh, it's Perfect. like you've never listened to me. For, say, no, I listened. His name is Alex. <laughs> sorry, I full named him. So sorry. <laughs> All right, everyone. If you want to get a hold of us, you can do so at several places. Shazam! What? <laughs> sorry. Which is Alex Wolf the one in Hereditary? Well, yeah, he's the good one. Okay, what's the other one? Nat. <laughs> Nat. Okay, great. Sorry. Yeah, go for it. You can reach us several places. I don't know. I, don't, oh, I, got, I, I hardly pay attention. <laughs> I know. Sometimes you finish and you're like, oh, I guess we're done. But you say your cue is on point every time. So there I you go. I am well trained, <laughs> You can find us at friendofafriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. If it's a five-star review or any star review, as well as hit that subscribe button. Bing, bing. You help us a lot by doing those things. We will also read out any reviews we get on the air. You can also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at DWT underscore podcast. YouTubes. Ducks Watch Together. Tumblers. Ducks Watch Together. Letterboxd. Derby ACT and Kylie Gallagher. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Josh. I'm Kylie. Shazam! Quack, 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 quack. quack.